Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 81 Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song. Sound the tramp tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our festal day. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a voice I had not known. I relieved your shoulder, of, your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called and I rescued you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O Israel, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Then I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their doom would last forever. I would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. First Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 16. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord of God, as the Lord the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. The word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the wadi, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So Elijah went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the wadi. But after a while the wadi dried up, because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Now go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there. I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel, so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm now gathering a couple of sticks so I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah had said, so that she, as well as her household, ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, 
neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But fornication and impurity of any kind or greed must not even be mentioned among you, as is proper among saints. Entirely out of place is obscene, silly, or vulgar talk, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Be sure of this, that no fornicator or impure person or one who is greedy, that is an idolater, has any inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God become, comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be associated with them. For once you were in your darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention that such what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Good morning and welcome to the 10th Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 81, 1 Kings 17, and Ephesians 5. But uh, today, August 9th, is also the feast day, the paternal feast of Blessed Franz Jagerstadter, a, a martyr and conscientious objector during World War II, who in 1943 um, was beheaded for refusing to uh, be conscripted into the Nazi uh, military. Um, Franz was actually um, born, Franz Huber, uh, but his, his biological father died actually in World War I. His mother remarried, um, and he became Franz Jagerstadter. Um, and he um, grew up on uh, you know, farming, not incredibly wealthy, pretty poor. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't know why that's important. But I was thinking of his adopted father. I thought that um, they were kind of more middle class. But um, they were uh, farmers in Austria when World War II. Um, began. And as the Nazis expanded their power and their footprint in Europe, they would conscript local forces, which is not uh, entirely different from what Rome would do. But um, the when, it, when the draft uh, officials came to uh, Franz's hometown, uh, he refused to serve. He, um, he tried to list himself as conscientious objector, um, he had uh, three children and was married, um, but uh, that lasted only for a little while. In February of 1943, he was finally called up, um, and they didn't really care um, that he wanted to be a conscientious objector. He was Catholic, very devout. Um, he, he and his wife were both uh, really deeply religious, um, committed to the faith, and um, word spread in his town that he 
wasn't going to be conscripted by the Nazi, Nazis. He actually had offered to be a medic, um, but he was refused. Or they kind of like, they didn't care. They ignored his, his offer. Um, but the townsfolk um, th- all thought that it was, they looked at it kind of tragically as like this religious fanatic who could have spared his family and himself the fate that he met. Um, but Franz, um, as a child, had read um, the lives of the saints and all these uh, hagiographies, um, and he knew, uh, he certainly knew of you know, the military martyrs, like Maximilian of Tibessa, who also refused to be conscripted into the imperial army of, of Rome. Um, and so the, the family itself was aware of the stakes and, uh, you know, were committed to them. Uh, the surrounding village, however, including the, the priest, thought that it was, you know, foolish and that he should spare himself and his family uh, the fate of, you know, what was certain death because everybody knew you know, the Nazis were brutal. And it's not like they just said, okay, sorry to bother you. We'll come again another time. Um, he was called up in February. Um, he stood trial where he refused to, um, uh, you know, serve in the Nazi military. He did, however, manage, or they managed to get him in uniform. And so if you look up, one of the early books on Jagerstadter's life was by uh, a Catholic scholar by the name of Gordon Zond, or Gordon Zond, and his biography of Franz, titled In Solitary Witness, features, or one of the editions, features him, Franz, in a Nazi military uniform. So um, he, Franz probably wasn't happy about that, but again, he offered to be a medic. It wasn't, uh, it was moderated. His, his objection, um, he didn't refuse to serve in the military. He said, well, I'm not going to kill anybody. Um, I will... I'll protect life, but I won't destroy it. Um, and certainly part of that was motivated by the particular you know, atrocities of the Nazis, but it was also, um, it, you know, it seems to be much more principled if he's willing to um, protect lives, even lives of uh, Nazi soldiers. There's something beneath just a you know, kind of partisan you know, the Nazis are bad, but maybe I would serve in the American military or something. I don't know. Um, so he was uh, arrested in February, and for the next uh, six months until August, he was imprisoned. Uh, there was a series of, of courts, and, of course, each time he refused. Somewhere in there he offered to be a medic, and they ignored it. Um, but then finally, um, he, and this entire time he's writing to his wife, who supports his decision, um, and he's visited by his parish priest who again encourages him to just put on the uniform and serve and not make a big mess of it um and so he was you know he was um acting in contrast to the advice of his priest um he was beheaded on august 9th uh, 1943 and it uh in part because of gordon zahn's biography of of Franz Jagerstadter and his advocacy. Um, I can't remember what year, but it was not too long afterward, in the 60s, is when the biography came out. Um, and, uh, oh, it was 2007 
when um, Franz was was beatified, which is basically um, he was uh, entered into the process of becoming a Roman Catholic saint. Um, I don't know if that's been finalized or not, but he's he's on his way to being a formal Roman Catholic saint. Um, and you'll notice a lot of similarities between his life and Maximilian of Tibesa, who also refused to serve where, you know, they, well, Maxim, there wasn't an option of becoming a medic for Maximilian. Um, but Franz um, was aware of the threat of Nazi power, certainly by 1943. Um, but uh, he was still willing to protect their lives. He just wasn't willing to kill for them. Um, and he also, as I said, was um, was counseled against it uh, by his own priest. And so sometimes we have to listen to that soft, still voice in our hearts. Um, and I think if he had lived, like I don't think he would have been, if he had if he had served, um, you know, he would have lived. His his three children would have had a father. His spouse would have had a, a husband. Um, but he would have known in his heart of hearts in that small, still space where the voice of God reaches you, he would have known that he had failed to live up to his own beliefs. Um, and that would have you know, stayed with him his whole life. Um, there's actually a Terrence Malick movie that was made and released in 2019 called A Hidden Life where you can see Malick's um, aesthetic applied to the life of Franz. Um, and there's also, as I said, Gordon Zahn's In Solitary Witness, which has been, you know, reprinted, I don't know how many times. Um, if you want to learn more about Franz, you can go to pewpewhq.com slash people slash Franz, F-R-A-N-Z, to learn more, to listen to this uh, podcast episode, and also find links to things that you can read about Franz or watch. There's also a uh, an old black and white documentary uh, of the of the events that include interviews with his wife, I believe. Um, so there's some really uh, interesting you know, elements to, to kind of delve into with Franz's life. A Prayer of Franz Jagerstadter by Paul Bellin Boyer of justus.anglican.org Almighty and everlasting God, who kindled the flame of your love in the heart of your holy martyr, Franz Jagerstadter, grant us, your humble servants, a like faith and power of love, that we who rejoice in his triumph may profit by his example. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. 
prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.